Recorded live. That's right, everybody. We're live. At least we were uh, at the time this is occurring. And if you're listening to it now, then chances are it's not live anymore. Anyway, I'm Rich Iverson, and I'm a researcher and educator of traffic law. And I've been studying traffic law for about 30 years. And I think people would be a little upset if they were aware of what I'm aware of because um, it's my position the vast majority of people don't know what driving is, nor do they know what a license is for. And that's really problematic, especially if you're interested in beating a ticket, which is what a lot of people are interested in. And in order to do that, you have to have some awareness of issues. You have to have an awareness of what it is the DMV regulates and what the DM, what the license permits. Um, and I'm not an attorney. I want everybody who listens to this call to be aware I'm not an attorney and I don't want to be an attorney. I simply want to know what attorneys know so I can take care of my own business in court. And uh, so tonight, what I want to do is I'm going to read from a little script that I put together today, and then uh, I'm going to refer to a couple of court cases that have been depublished. These are court cases where the court actually, there was a court case, the court made a ruling, they issued a uh, the ruling it became part of the public record. It became published, and then for some peculiar reason, the courts decided to depublish these cases. And what that means to you all is the courts don't want you to know some stuff. And I think that the stuff that they don't want you to know is really important. That's why they don't want you to know it. So having said all that, Oh, let's kick this thing off. Now, everybody who's got a license is not going to argue that driving is a privilege. It's a privilege. That's it. It's driving is a privilege. However, buying a car is a right. You have a right to take your money out and offer it to someone in exchange for a car. And no license to buy a car is necessary. Taking care of the car is a right. No license is necessary to take care of your car. And it's a really good idea to take care of your car. Buying gasoline is a right. No license is necessary to buy gasoline. Now let's think about gasoline for just a minute in relation to the car, in relation to safety. Of the two items, of the two items, gasoline or the car, in and of itself, one is much more dangerous than the other. And it's gasoline. But for some peculiar reason, you don't need a license to buy gasoline. But apparently... 
a car is so inherently dangerous, you can't use it without your government servant's permission. But gasoline, they turn a blind eye. They even turn a blind eye if they only have one eye. If they have two, probably two. But the fact of the matter is, you're confronted with an interesting proposition. If the reason for a driver's license is public safety when you use a car, then why isn't there a license to purchase and use gasoline? Now, you have the right to buy the car, take care of the car, buy fuel for the car, but you can't use the car unless you have your servant's permission. Well, here's a question for you. How did, how did your servant acquire the power to force you to ask for their permission to use what you believe is your property? Actually, that's a trick question because you are not forced to ask for their permission to use your car or what you believe is your car. You asked voluntarily because that's what asking is all about. Asking is a volitional act. So I didn't have to say voluntarily. That was redundant. You asked you got up and went over to the DMV store and stood in line waiting for your turn to ask for those employees' permission to use your car to go to the store to buy food and your place of worship and the movies and everywhere else you wanted to go. Now, you do realize you asked for your servant or employee's permission to use your property before you can use it legally, right? Now, if you were free and had secured rights, then you probably wouldn't have done that, right? Well, here's something, here's something else for you to consider. When you're found guilty of driving without a license, you're not ordered by the court to go apply for one and bring it back to show the judge you got it. Now, if you have to have a license to drive, which is what everybody believes, and as you believe, wherever you go in a car is driving, then you'd think the legislature would provide um a sentence of having to go get a license and bring it back to show the judge. Well, guess what? The legislature hasn't done that. If you're found guilty of driving without a license, you're not going to be ordered to go get one and bring it back. And there's a reason for that. And it has to do with contracts, because contracts form the basis, contract law and contract forms the basis of how you got the driving privilege. 
Now, if you have a driver's license, then it's presumed you do what the license permits. It also presumes you don't have an unalienable or secured right to use your property for travel purposes, and that such use is a government-created and granted privilege. Now, if you believe that going anywhere in your car for any reason requires you to have your government employee's permission, then you're not free and you aren't exercising any secured right. If you believe that going anywhere in your car for any reason let me say, to have, um, requires you to have your government employee's permission, you're sorely mistaken. If you believe you can't use your car legally to go to church, then you're sorely mistaken. If you believe you can't use your car to go to the store to buy food, then you're sorely mistaken. And if you believe you can't use your car to seek medical attention, then you're sorely mistaken. And if you believe you can't use your car to take your kids to school, then you're sorely mistaken. Now, here's a question everybody ought to know the answer to. What conduct does the license permit? If you have one, then presumptively you know. And if people don't know what the license permits, how are they supposed to know what their defense will be when accused of a vehicle code violation? Because everybody wants to beat a ticket. Nobody wants to pay a ticket. Well, a ticket, that's really not what it's called, by the way, is issued to someone who is accused of breaking a rule. But if people don't know what the license permits, then how do they know they're supposed to have one? Now, everybody believes that the license permits driving, and it does. Now, I'm going to say something that uh, may sound kind of arrogant, but frankly, I don't care because I believe it to be true. I know for a fact that no one on this call has seen the definition of driving in any code, and no one who listens to this um, recording um, has seen the definition of driving in any code. And for you, for, for you folks living in California, you've never seen the definition of driving in any code because it's not in there. Isn't that, don't, don't you think that's a bit amusing? You've got permission to do something. You don't even know what it is. Isn't that interesting? You're going to get in trouble under certain circumstances if you, if you break a rule that applies to driving, but you don't even know what driving is. No one on this call has seen the legal definition, a definition provided by the legislature. 
Interestingly enough, you will find the definition of vehicle, motor vehicle, passenger, uh, driver. Th those words are in the vehicle code itself. They're defined by the legislature. But for some peculiar reason, I don't know what it is, the word driving is not in the vehicle code, and it's not defined. It's not in the streets and highways code. It's not in the business and professions code. It's just not in any code. It's not defined. Now, I'm asserting that going to get a license has become a custom. However, the custom does not reflect the purpose of what the license is for. If people were aware that the driver's license permitted the person to whom it was issued to do a job, would they go get one? Are you required to have a license to sell real estate when that's not your chosen profession? And if you if you really want to know how to beat a traffic ticket, it's pretty easy. Just don't get one in the first place. Bingo. That's really how simple it is. And if you want to beat one, then it's really important to know what you were accused of doing or not doing. So let's talk about the so-called traffic stop for a minute. When you're pulled over and issued a notice to appear by a peace officer, you've been accused of doing something you weren't supposed to do or not doing what you were supposed to do. There's no middle ground. It's either or. You either did what you weren't supposed to do or you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Regardless, the officer has alleged you acted without authorization and broke a rule. That's what a traffic stop is. It's an event whereby a government employee interrupts someone's travels and alleges they broke a rule or rules. It's just that simple. Let's talk, let's talk about court for a moment. What's the purpose of court? Well, let's take a look at what uh, a guy named William L. Prosser had to say about torts in his uh, uh, book, The Law of Torts. This is a fourth edition that I'm reading from, and um, this is a great book, folks. This is the fourth edition. It was published in 1971. And this is chapter 13, and it's entitled Strict Liability. And uh, you're going to find this on page 492. The basis of liability. Now, again, this is a book that has to do with torts. Torts are not a crime. It's a civil matter, not a criminal matter. But here's what... what um, Mr. Prosser had to say about it, uh, the basis of liability. As we have seen, the early law of torts was not concerned primarily 
with the moral responsibility or fault of the wrongdoer. It occupied itself chiefly with keeping the peace between individuals by providing a remedy which would be accepted in lieu of private vengeance. Ladies and gentlemen, the purpose of court is to avoid bloodletting or a feud. So again, the purpose of court is to provide people with an acceptable forum where they can come to an agreement about something with another person. So in order to avoid bloodshed, people came up with the idea of of a forum in an effort to resolve a conflict without spilling blood. There's a There's a scene, by the way, in in the movie Lawrence of Arabia, starring Peter O'Toole, where a member of one tribe killed a member of another tribe. And this event triggered a blood feud. And that's a term that was actually used in the movie. Now, the tribe whose member was killed had a policy or law or ordinance or rule um, of an eye for an eye. Now, had they sought vengeance per their policy or law or ordinance or rule, it would have escalated the bloodletting and death because the other tribe would have fought back. So Lawrence volunteered to intervene and adjudicate the matter and mete out punishment to avoid a blood feud. He did so. And this resulted in both of the parties to the action being satisfied with the outcome, and they did not engage in feud. So that's the purpose of court. It's to avoid bloodshed and not being able to come to terms with someone. I'm, I'm confident that everybody who's listening to this call has had a disagreement with somebody and uh, they were frustrated as a result because they couldn't come to an agreement. And uh, depending upon the circumstances, maybe they were thinking nasty thoughts about the other party who they wanted relief from or specific conduct from. But in any event, that's the, in a nutshell, what a court's for. It's just a place to go resolve a difference of opinion when two people can't can't agree. Now, the interesting thing about court is um, only one somebody can be correct. It's it's either going to be the accuser or the defendant. They both can't be correct at the same time. It's impossible. So going back to the traffic stop, the traffic stop consists of an interruption of one's travels or movement, of one being held until a government employee decides to no longer hold that party, the issuance of paper in the majority of instances, and the allegation of acting without authorization or not acting, as the case may be. Um, In legal parlance, it's called act or omission. You either do something, which is an act, or 
the omission, failure to do the act. So what's on the paper is an allegation of acting without authorization. You don't have permission to do this. For example, talking on a cell phone. You don't have permission from the legislature to talk on a cell phone when you use your car. According to the legislature, you're required to wear a seatbelt. If, if, if you're not wearing a seatbelt and John Law pulls you over and that's what's cited on the notice to appear, the officer has alleged you acted without authorization. You weren't wearing a seatbelt. The legislature has not authorized that. They've authorized the exact opposite. So whatever is cited is cited because a government employee made a determination the party they observed acted contrary to the section of the code cited on the notice to appear. Now, our justice system is set up a certain way. And one of the things about our justice system is is that the accuser has to prove their allegation. They have to prove their claim. They have to prove their allegation. If they allege you, you broke a law, they have to prove it. Just because they say you did isn't sufficient. So your accuser has to prove the section they cited on the notice to appear applies to you. If it doesn't, then you can't be found guilty of violating it. How can you break a rule that doesn't apply to you? So if you don't do what an optometrist does, how can you be found guilty of breaking a rule applicable to optometrists? Ladies and gentlemen, this is not rocket science. People are taking a lot for granted that cannot stand up to forensic scrutiny. The majority's beliefs are based on unverified hearsay. And if people bothered to ask a few simple questions or conduct a very basic research project, um, they'd realize the hearsay upon which their beliefs are based is patently inaccurate. People simply cannot hook up their beliefs to the facts or the law because the majority of people haven't even seen the law. And when they did, they'd realize just how wrong and how misled they've been. The decision of the majority to have a driver license is based or motivated, in my opinion, on fear. The fear of getting in trouble. Yeah, people, people are excited about getting a license when they're 15 because of their involvement with people who had one during those 15 years. Unfortunately, all those adults who had a license 
never spoke about it in a way that someone 15 years old understood the permission sought was to engage in an occupation or a profession. No one can validly offer optometrist service or sell real estate without having been permitted by the state. You got to have an optometrist license or a real estate license if that's the occupation or profession you want to engage in. So the permission is in the form of a license. That's the permission slip. The license is not a contract. A lot of people make that error. They'll they'll claim that it's a contract. Well, no, the license is not the contract. It's your permission slip. It's like when you needed the slip to go to the, you know, the bathroom when you were going to school. You needed to get a slip from the uh, teacher so you could leave the classroom. That's what it is. It's a permission slip. You have you have the state's permission to do what the license permits. So a professional optometrist has sought and was issued a license, which permits him or her to validly work in the field of optometry. And it would be a crime to engage in the profession without the state's permission. Now, the adults who had the driver's license never told the 15-year-old during the entire 15 years that it was a permission slip so they could work as a driver, someone who delivered stuff or people for money. And that as long as you didn't use your car or truck commercially or as your tool to earn money, that no license was required. Let's take a building contractor, for example. Um, I'm not a building contractor, and I don't have a building contracting uh, contractor's license. Um, now, let's say I live next door to a building contractor. And let's say the building contractor who lives next door has a black and decker skill saw. And and the skill saw that building contractor has is exactly like the one I have. Ah, oh, crap. My computer just shut down, so i got to add libs for a little bit here and uh, let it cool off. All right, so... Um, the building contractor has a Black & Decker circular saw, just like I do. And it's the same exact model. We paid the same exact price for it. And uh, the difference is that his property, his Black & Decker circular saw, is, it, it belongs in a category called equipment. You see, the legislature has grouped stuff, sunglasses, watches, um, hammers, bicycles, tennis shoes, cars, um, flashlights, batteries, cans of coffee. These are called, that, that, that kind of stuff, that kind of property is called goods. And there's four, and there's four there's four categories for goods. One is consumer goods. 
one is equipment and one is inventory and one is farm products. Now, our car, like my circular saw, goes in one of those categories. But, but here's what people need to know. Whatever's in one category, it's not in another category. It can only be in one category at a time. So when it comes to the circular saw, my circular saw is either going to be in the category of consumer goods, equipment, inventory, or farm products. Well, what's interesting about how something winds up in, this, in, in whatever category is predicated on how the thing is used. Now, I use my circular saw for non-commercial purposes. I don't, I, don't, I don't have a job where I use my circular saw as one of my tools to do my job. So what category of goods does it belong in? Well, it belongs in the category of consumer goods. And the reason that it belongs in the category of consumer goods is predicated on um, what uh, consumer goods are and the distinction between consumer goods and equipment. So this is from uh, this is the definition of consumer goods from West's annotated commercial code. Um, it's uh, 1990, and this is section 9109. You'll find a similar section in the UCC, the Uniform Commercial Code. This is the California Commercial Code. You have a federal commercial code, and you also have a state commercial code. And the state commercial code is simply called the California Commercial Code. But the sections are pretty much the same. However, the legislature from time to time moves some stuff around in the codes or eliminates some stuff. It just depends. Well, what you're, what you're about to hear has been moved, but it's, it's still in there, and you'll be, you'll be able to put these pieces together. So the definition of goods are, one, consumer goods, if they are used or bought for use primarily for personal, family, or household purposes. Well, that's how I use my circular saw. I use it for household purposes, just cutting up some two-by-fours and stuff like that around the house and shoring up a fence or whatever. So I'm not using it to earn a living. However, this very same circular saw, if I was a building contractor, would actually go in the equipment category. This is the definition of equipment. If they are used or bought for the use primarily in business. So the legislature has made a distinction in how stuff is used. If you use stuff for business purposes, 
It belongs in the equipment category. If, if you use it for personal or household purposes or family purposes, it goes in the consumer goods category. And this is a comment from the annotated commercial code. Although goods cannot belong to more than one category at any time, they may change their classification depending upon who holds them and for what reason. Each classification is mutually exclusive, but the four classifications described are intended to include all goods. So we're not interested in inventory or farm products because that's not what we're using. We're using either consumer goods or equipment. So what our car is, is based upon how we're using it. They never taught that to someone who was 15. Because they didn't know. My dad was a professional truck driver. But he never, he never told me what driving was. And I was too stupid to figure it out. Actually, I wasn't stupid. Because I have figured it out. If I was stupid, I never would have figured out what I'm currently aware of. So... The, the, the bottom line is how you use your car determines what category it goes in. It either goes in the consumer goods category or it goes in the equipment category, equipment being a tool used on the job. And again, this goes back to a 15-year-old who's drooling to get their driver's license, but none of the adults they were around for 15 years ever told them what, what the license was for. Now, if you are not authorized to do something by the legislature, then you could very well get in trouble for doing what the legislature never authorized. So if the leg legislature hasn't authorized the behavior conduct, then you don't get to do it without fearing retribution. Now, why wouldn't that same reasoning apply with equal force to government employees who enforce the codes? If the legislature hasn't provided the employee with authorization to enforce the codes, then they don't get to enforce the codes. Did you have to do something you didn't do? Or did you do something you were not authorized to do? That's what a traffic ticket informs someone of. A lack of authorization to do or not do something. If you're not authorized, then you can't do it. It's just that simple. You were pulled over by a law enforcement officer who alleged you acted without authorization. Again, you did something you weren't supposed to do or you didn't do something you were supposed to do. Supposed means obligated. So the accuser is required to prove 
with evidence their claim. So if you want to be the ticket and you want to not get a ticket, knowing what the license permits will lead to the understanding of what evidence the accuser must produce that proves you did or didn't do what you weren't or were supposed to do. They got to have evidence, folks. Just because an officer tells me uh, or says in court that I was driving doesn't mean I was driving. There's got to be some evidence of driving. So beating a ticket would necessarily require proof beyond a reasonable doubt you were engaged in what the license permits. And again, just because a cop says you were driving on a suspended license doesn't prove you were. Anyone can claim anything, but it doesn't make it true. That's what evidence is for. It supports the truth and dispels lies and errant assertions. So it would be in your best interest to know what the license permits so you know what evidence has to be offered in order for the court to find you guilty. Folks, consider for a moment that 99.9% of everybody doesn't know what driving is. Is it any wonder that 99.9% of everybody is going to lose on a technicality? I've been studying this stuff for 30 years, maybe longer. I know what driving is, and I don't do it. And I know what my accuser has to offer in evidence to prove I was. But here's something that my accuser will never be able to answer. Officer, in what code do we find the definition, the, the legislative definition of the term driving? Officer, you enforce the codes, is that correct? Prior to enforcing the codes, you went to the police academy, is that correct? And while you were at the police academy, did you study criminal law? Did you study the vehicle code? Were you taught what the, what the license is for? Were you taught what the DMV regulates? Ladies and gentlemen, nobody's teaching this stuff. Look up the definition of the word carrier, C-A-R-R-I-E-R, carrier. That's what you are. You're in the same exact category. Everybody who's got a Class C license is in the same category as a carrier. A carrier is someone who gets paid to haul stuff and people for money. If you don't do that, then what are you doing with a license? Again, it goes back to fear. This is fear-based stuff, a fear of getting in trouble. Oh, gosh, if I don't have a license, I'm going to get in trouble. He might get in trouble. But saying you will get in trouble, that's a, that, that's a foregone conclusion. That, that's hard to tell. It's hard to predict the future. I haven't had a license for... Uh, 
probably 20 years. I don't get stopped every time I go someplace. I look backwards as much as I look forward, but, um, you know, I, I, I get my money's worth out of my mirrors. <clears throat> I got a plan. I want no bogeys in my six. I got a plan. If you don't have a plan when you get on the road, you're foolish. If you don't know what a motor vehicle is, you're foolish. <clears throat> if you don't know what the license permits, you're foolish. There's no reason a license is not issued to someone who wants to use their car to go to the movies. That's not why they're listened, uh, um, issued. A license doesn't even ensure you're competent. Let's go. Let's use the uh, building contractor um, imagery uh, for a moment. Let's say I, I knocked on your front door and I'm standing there in my uh, bib coveralls and. You know, I got my flat pencil behind my ear, and you know, I got my tape measure hooked up to the side, and got my uh, <clears throat> baseball cap on. I introduced myself. Hey, how you doing? Rich Iverson, just stopped by to see you for a minute. Building contractor, and like to uh, take care of your house. You need a fence. Need your uh, roof fixed. Need your garage door taken care of. You need your house painted. Whatever. You just let me know. Now, if you happen to be standing there. And I, as I'm telling you about my bona fides and why you should give me your hard-earned dollars to take care of your house, fix your fence or your roof or whatever, and you notice that I'm, I'm missing uh, five of my fingers, I think you might think twice about hiring me. Now, there's a difference between a license and a certificate of competency. The license is a permission slip. It permits the holder to do something. And based on my studies, I'm convinced that the license, the driver's license, permits me to engage in the transportation business. The vast majority of people um, who have a Class C license do not engage in the transportation business. They simply use their car for the um, ordinary purposes of going to visit a friend or family member or <clears throat> heading over to the store to buy some food or clothing, uh, going to their place of worship, maybe maybe going to an optometrist. Uh, they're you know see about getting their eyes <clears throat> checked out, taking their kids to school. Um, going on, on vacation. These are all common uses of a car. <clears throat> you got to ask yourself a question. If I have to have my servant's permission to use my car to go anywhere, when did that happen? When was it reversed? And when was that reversal codified into law? that I have to ask my servant's permission, my employee's permission to use my property. When did that happen? It had to happen at some point. How did our servants acquire more power than we have? 
We're the people. They wanted to work for us, not the other way around. How did they acquire the, the power to make us go ask for something? How did they do that? Unless we're going to engage in what we're asking for or use what we're asking for. How, how did they get that power? Well, if you don't know the difference between a government-granted privilege and a secured right, you're never going to figure this stuff out. The vast majority of people don't know what a secured right is. If they did, they wouldn't have a driver's license. Or they know how to talk about things when they were accused of breaking rule related to the driver's license. We've got a very, very serious problem in this country, folks. The last number of cases I've worked on, the last few cases I've worked on, have been um, horrific. I have never witnessed in all the years I've been studying what I've, what I've experienced over the course of the last uh, two or three years. It, 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 it's beyond mind-boggling. People wouldn't believe what's going on in court. Yeah, maybe they would. There's some people that would. It's really, really bad. And there's no possible way that I can convey to someone how bad it is because uh, unless they have an awareness of the rules that apply to policemen and uh, judicial officers who sit on the bench in court, Um, it's 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 really really bad, and uh, you guys have your work cut out for you. Uh, fortunately for me, I've been studying this stuff for a long time, so I can handle myself pretty well. But the majority of people are going to get their ass kicked in the majority of instances because they're being uh, played by professional criminals. Unless you know the rules that apply to the judicial officer, you're going to get screwed. They're going to sit there and they're going to make stuff up. There's very few people who actually walk into a traffic court and do law. I don't practice law. I apply law. I don't practice. I don't practice this stuff. I do it. An attorney practices. I don't practice this stuff. I do it. I know where the rules are. I know what the words are. That's what I use. I don't engage in theory. I don't engage in conjecture or speculation. I use the rules as written. I use government sources. The Constitution is your ace. No government employee can get through that paper. The next set of, um, I guess, paper, if that's what you want to call it, are the statutes. So you have the Constitution, you have the statutes, then you have the codes. If you don't know what's in that stuff, you're just rolling the dice. You might as well turn off all the lights and start pulling the trigger. Maybe you'll hit something. But you ain't going to see a target because you're not looking at a target. I look at targets every single day. If you're not reading court cases, you're not helping yourself. If you're not reading what's in the codes, you're not helping yourself. We're being lied to on a massive scale. Now, there's someone sitting on the call identified as no fraud. This is exactly what we're dealing with, fraud. 
It's on a massive scale. You're sitting there with a permission slip to do a job. You don't do the job. What the hell are you doing with that permission slip? The only reason you have it is because you're scared. Now, in the uh, in the chat window here, I've put some links to some web pages at my website, and at those pages are information. There's lots of information. I give away what no one else gives away. Attorneys don't give this stuff away. People selling these traffic ticket packages, uh, packages they they don't give this stuff away. Um, they just don't do it. Nobody does. And I sat here, and I and, and I have I have this website. It's just filled with information of all of, of of things that I've observed in law books. I I didn't write this stuff. I'm not smart enough to write this kind of stuff. But I found it, and I know what it means. And if you hope to have a snowball's chance in hell of being successful in traffic court or dealing with a quote-unquote traffic ticket, you have to read. There's just no getting around it. If you're a musician, you want to you want to play a song. You have to you have to you have to rehearse. You have to go over the scales. If you don't want to do that, you never you're going to get booed off the stage at Madison Square Garden. They're going to throw rotted produce at you if you don't if you don't rehearse. The difference between us and the folks downtown is they talk about this stuff day in and day out, five days a week. We don't. There's words we don't talk about. There, I should say, there's words we don't use. And and if if we're going to do this work, we have to use those words. I don't use the word motor vehicle. That's not how I identify my property. My property is identified as consumer goods or personal property or personal chattel, but it's 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 not a motor vehicle because that's not how I use it. It's important to understand that. Uh, Words have definitions. And the question becomes, what definitions are we using? People are proceeding as if they know what the definitions of the words are. Well, that's simply not true. Again, go back to the word driving. You've never seen it. No one on this call, no one uh, who listens to this uh, after it's recorded has ever seen the legislative definition of the word driving because it's not in any of the codes. But everybody talks about it as if. But you can talk about it as if for as many hours as you want, but it's not going to make it true. Now, interestingly enough, if you want to if you want to find a definition of the word driving, you'll find it. But not in any code section. You'll find it in court cases. Well, guess what, folks? The courts don't make the law. That's what the legislature does. The legislature provides the rules for policemen and judges and court clerks and bailiffs and dog catchers. That's what they do. Now, we're dealing with an entrenched group of people who get paid handsomely for not working. 
are getting paid handsomely for ripping off the people they swore an oath not to rip off. That's what's happening. And the sooner you folks can get hooked up to the dialogue, the sooner you folks can get hooked up to some of the fundamental rules, like, for example, um, California Vehicle Code Section 40504. Uh, A lot of of folks might be interested to know that the so-called traffic stop, well, it's not a traffic stop at all. You're in custody until that officer issues the notice to appear. That's right. You've been arrested. You're being detained, and you're and you're being you're you actually you're being arrested. Your movement is being arrested. You're being compelled to stop. The officer then then asks you a series of questions, issues you a piece of paper. You're in custody during that time. This isn't front page news for some reason. For some reason, it's not front-page news that the so-called traffic stop is a warrantless arrest. That's what it is. It's also not front-page news that 99.9% of all traffic stops, every garden-variety traffic stop, involves a fine-only offense. In California, they're called infractions. An infraction in California is not a crime. That's not front-page news, folks. People are being subjected to a warrantless arrest for non-criminal conduct. It's not front-page news. They're going to court, and they're paying. People are paying their abuser. I should say abusers. This is a very, very unhealthy situation for anyone who's not a part of that clique, part of that clan with a K. Yeah, it's a clan, folks. If you're not part of that clan, you ain't going to make any money. And you're actually going to have to go get a job somewhere. Because what's happening is Peace officers are pulling people over right now all across the country for non-criminal behavior. That's illegal. It's a crime. A peace officer is actually committing a crime in order to accuse somebody of violating the vehicle code, which applies to somebody who's involved in the transportation business. And for some reason, we the people don't have an upper hand. That's pretty pathetic. The vehicle code applies to people who haul stuff around in their car for money. They use their car as a tool in their business. So the rules in the vehicle code apply to employees or, you know, people in the transportation business. So when an officer pulls someone over for an alleged violation of the vehicle code, they're alleging that they're on the job and they violated an employee regulation. Well, okay. How do you beat a ticket? Gosh, 
That's 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 a mind-numbing challenge, you know. It can be unless and until you appreciate or understand what driving actually is. If you have to ask your employees for their permission, then you're not exercising a secured right. When I use my property to go to the store to buy food, I'm exercising a secured right. I'm using the streets for the common or ordinary purpose. I'm not using it as my as my own private lemonade stand. How do you beat a ticket? Gosh. Well, let's see. Uh, they have my name in all caps. That's probably the deal right there. Yeah, that must be it right there. Because my name is in all caps, that's how I'm going to beat a ticket. I wouldn't hold your breath. not how it works. You're not being accused of who or what you are per se. You're being accused of what it is you're doing, a verb. So that's where I would focus my my attention. The cop is citing someone for um, their behavior, not who they are. They presume that who they are is someone within the regulated class. But again, that, that's something they have to prove with evidence. Anyway, I see we're at the bottom of the hour. Um, and uh, if anybody has a question or comment, um, I'd be happy to field it or hear what you have to say. I got a couple things. Go ahead. Um. Myself and some of my friends are uh, familiar with uh, the stuff you're talking about. Good. And especially the driver and stuff like that have not had success in court in spite of uh, bringing up these arguments and stuff. Okay. Uh, uh, we're still on... I still travel about in... Uh, or move about, go from go to places in cars and trucks. Some of them have stopped doing it altogether, so and allow themselves to be uh, beaten. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, also, uh, have you been listening to some of the other calls, other talk shoot calls, other people? No, I just pretty much keep to myself. Um, you okay, know, well, I, 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 and I. Go ahead. Sonia in uh, Ontario had a call the other night, and uh, she was asking about, well, how do I find out about this stuff? And uh, I sent her to you because I, I like, uh, I like what you say in your presentation and all that. I think you've got you've got some of the the right stuff and the good stuff. Um, I'm looking at. Uh, peaceful inhabitant uh, right now myself and just uh, wondering maybe your short take on that approach a peaceful inhabitant yeah peaceful inhabitant uh, according to the guys that are talking about it we are uh, we're basically under undeclared 
martial law, and uh, peaceful inhabitants are are supposed to be. They still claim the right to uh, seize your property and do anything that they want with you, but if you're a peaceful inhabitant, they have to compensate you. So well, they have, comp- they, they have to compensate. Look, they have to compensate you whether you're a peaceful inhabitant or anything else. If I if I damage you, I owe you. That's how it works. You break it, you bought it. That's how it works. Okay. So, right. I, I, uh, I okay. I use the Constitution. I use court cases. I use statutes. Okay, I've never I've never seen the word peaceful inhabitant anywhere, but I have seen state citizen. That's what I am. Now you can be whatever you want, but I'm a state citizen. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, familiar with that too. Some of the people I've okay. known and have okay, that well, well, okay, okay, well, okay, uh, terrific, and I hope they were successful on their route. But you know. To me, it's a, it's a, you know, that's something that's acknowledged by state and federal Supreme Courts. I haven't seen a state or federal Supreme Court decision acknowledge a peaceful inhabitant. Okay. Now, now right now, you, you've got, you're in the catbird seat and you don't even know it. You and your, the people you work with. It's unfortunate that they're, what they're doing is they're, they're uh, basically imprisoning themselves, and they're denying themselves a right to, to travel around. That's really unfortunate. I don't think that they would adopt that position if they knew the rules. Now, when they're going down the road, and let's say they're not wearing a seatbelt, but um, um, your, your state requires everyone to wear a seatbelt. But your your state has also um, categorized that particular wrongdoing as a fine only offense. So they just want your money. You're not you're not going to go to jail, okay? All right. If if you're not going to go to jail, it can't be a crime. If you well, don't get I- a jury. On that line, how can how can anything be a crime if there is no injury or loss to any man or woman? Okay, everybody keeps going to it. Keeps going to that, and I, I don't get it. But okay, that's what the majority of people want to deal with. You know, there's no personal or property damage. Fine. It's like this. You know, you're dealing with a crime if you have all the ingredients of a criminal cake. In order to get a criminal cake out of the oven, you have to have a jury trial. You have to have an attorney paid for public expense, and you could wind up going to jail if you're found guilty. If none of those three things exist, you haven't been accused of a crime, regardless of whether there's been personal or property damage. Okay? We're talking about crime, not a tort. A crime is a public matter. It affects everybody. Okay, so um, let's say I'm I'm up in uh, the north um, uh, the northwest quadrant of California, and someone down in San Diego um, 
kills a uh, a cross uh, shoots a crossing guard. None of my property was damaged, and I wasn't damaged. However, that's a crime, and all of us are affected. So if I were you, I would focus on what is and isn't a crime. When it comes to a fine-only offense, they just want your money. It is not a crime. It's, it cannot be a crime. So, if it, and um, I don't know, if I were you, I, I, would look in, uh, I would look in your codes and find out if um, the, the least serious uh, allegation is, is, is a fine-only offense. It doesn't, for example, I'll give you an example. I have a buddy up in Minnesota. And up there, a fine-only offense is called a petty misdemeanor. Yeah, they call it a misdemeanor. Now, in Texas, all right, in Texas, if you're not wearing a seatbelt, they call that a misdemeanor. Not a petty misdemeanor, but they call it a misdemeanor. But... It's a fine-only offense. So here's the issue for you and for, and for the folks who have stopped, you know, using their cars. If the officer doesn't observe a crime, where does he get the authority to arrest anyone? Traffic stop is an arrest. Right. I understand that. Okay. In order for the arrest to be valid, especially without a warrant, the officer's not serving any paperwork. He's not serving a court order, serving no process whatsoever. He's just rolling up on you naked and stopping you. Then he issues you a piece of paper uh, citing whatever code section, uh, you know, that's on there. The question for me, when I go to a court, is did he observe a crime? That's all I right. care about. Because if he didn't that. observe, if he didn't observe a crime, hey, I'm standing in a courtroom. But guess who's really screwed? You see, what I was accused of is a fine-only offense. They just want my money. What he did was jailable. False imprisonment is a jailable offense. So, so the question. If you're going to beat a traffic ticket, if that's your your agenda, um, remember that you were pulled over because an officer observed some behavior and made a determination. They conducted an evaluation of what they observed, and then they made a determination. And if that determination included the activation of red lights, you know what that officer determined. He determined that what he observed was a crime. It broke the crime threshold. It's either true or false, right? Well, see, that's that's the problem. Because No, it's not a problem. The only problem is with you. It's a yes or no question. The officer observed a crime, yes or no. That's all that matters. The officer may have observed an infraction, which is not a crime. 
There you go. So if he, if he observed an infraction, it's not a crime. Well, okay, great. But he still made an arrest without a warrant, didn't he? Right. And he did it for non-criminal behavior. Right. Who committed the crime? Well, he did. And, exactly. And so what's a good thing to say to him at that time when he walks up to the car? Well, that's, that's okay, that's a dicey proposition because you're the salesman, okay? Somebody is walking up to your door with uh, something they're selling, right? Right. And I'm, and I'm not BSing you. I'm, I'm deadly serious. You go to your police department's website and look up their mission statement, and you see how they identify you. There's a bunch of police departments out here in California that identify the people they serve as customers. You know what a cop, you know what a cop is doing? He's going door to door. He's selling something. That's what a cop is doing. When a cop pulls someone over, they're, they're compelling someone to participate in a financial transaction for service. Sounds like the mob. Hello. <laughs> you know, they they just wear different threads, but it's the same bullshit. You know, hey, right. you're going to participate you're going to participate in this. You don't have first right of refusal anymore. That cop is rolling up on you with his service and he's forcing you to buy it and he's issuing you that bill at the end for service rendered. You are compelled to participate in what constitutes a crime because that officer made a warrantless arrest for non-criminal behavior, and that sure is a crime. Oh, and by the way, here's the good news. That officer forfeited his qualified immunity because he acted without authorization. There's no constitutional authorization and there's no legislative authorization for a warrantless arrest for non-criminal behavior. Hey, folks, let's get, let's get hip to this phrase. I'm immune from arrest for non-criminal behavior. I'm immune from arrest for non-criminal behavior. Get that through your head. Infractions are not crimes. You're immune from arrest for non-criminal behavior. An officer is, is forfeiting his qualified immunity to pull you over to allege you violated an employee regulation that doesn't result in you going to jail. You're immune from arrest and prosecution when no crime has been alleged. This is, for some reason, this is not front page news. For some reason, people are tolerating this. For some reason, people aren't upset. And again, I, I, I think it has to do with fear. Your I, folks, I, further, go ahead. I think it's, I put a note on that when you said that earlier. I think it's less actual fear than conditioning. Okay, you know, well, yeah, yeah, but your friends, they don't want to lose their car and go to jail, right? Yeah. That's fear. I'm oh, afraid of going to I'm, af- I'm afraid of go I'm afraid of going to jail. I don't want to go to jail. Are you kidding me? That's why I study the hell out of traffic stuff. 
Because right. I'm scared of jail. They convinced me. I don't want to go to jail. Okay? I don't want to go to jail. People wear garlic around their neck, you know, to keep the, uh, you know, the vampires away. Hey, I got law books hanging around my neck because I don't want to go to jail. Okay? There's no women in jail. There's no guitars in jail. They got no computers in jail. Forget about it. That's not where I belong. Okay? So I read the rules. And ain't nobody going to out-argue me about traffic. I don't care if they got a 44, a 38, a 9-millimeter. I don't care if the, the bullets are hollow point. I don't care what police department they work for. I don't care if they wear a black dress or not. I don't care. Ain't nobody going to out-argue me about these issues. Your people are being subjected to crime, and they have the authority to arrest police officers. There's this thing called citizen's arrest. And interestingly enough, the legislature has provided the same exact conditions whether an officer, a peace officer, makes warrantless arrest or a private citizen makes a warrantless arrest. The conditions are exactly the same. False imprisonment is a crime. Talking on a cell phone isn't. Fuzzy dice hanging from your mirrors isn't. Having an expired tab isn't. Speeding is negligence, folks. It's not a crime. It's negligence. Do you know how to deal with negligence? If you don't, you're going to get steamrolled. You're going to get buffaloed. You're going to get hoodwinked. You're going to get lied to. You're going to get ripped off. That's what these folks are doing to us, and that's what we're tolerating. One, because the majority of us don't know all this stuff. Two, we're not using the same language, the same dialogue. We're not singing or speaking from the same script. I don't know what your folks have said when you've gone into court. I don't know what you've asked the officer. I don't know what you've asked the judge or said to a judge. So it's really, really difficult for me to do what I'm capable of doing. I can look at a, I looked at a, a court case today, for example, and uh, at, uh, uh, at first blush, it looks really, really bad. It's, it, it, it's not a good decision. What this court held, in fact, was that um, apparently they have determined that there is a, um, a requirement imposed on photographers to notify police of the reason that they're going to photo- photograph them. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you have a problem with what the cops are doing, this court held that you have to notify the cops. Yeah, that, that that's completely ridiculous. That, However, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, however, it, it, it is an interesting case because, as bad as it looks, there's some really good stuff in it, and the court actually left itself an escape route. This is, what, this is what the cool and groovy thing about court cases are. They'll tell you who won and why. In this case I read today, they, the, the court told the reader why 
the petitioners lost. They didn't do something they were supposed to do. Had they done it, the court would have had to rule differently. But this is, this is what typically happens in, in a traffic case. People won't raise an issue that's necessary to be raised. But again, uh, I, I want to reiterate that um, what I've witnessed over the last couple of years is just absolutely horrific. And um, we have to uh, be, be on top of our game. We have to up our game. Whatever you want to call it, you got you got to improve. That's all there is to it. Because these guys are, are, are very much out of control. I just helped a guy out with a uh, DUI misdemeanor case. And... Um, <clears throat> He was gang raped by five judicial officers, euphemistically speaking. They didn't literally rape the guy, but legally speaking, they raped this guy. They drew and quartered the guy. They put him on the rack. You name it. That's what happened to this guy. This is, these guys should be thrown in jail. That's how bad this was. Now, interestingly enough, this is the worst example of judicial activism I've ever witnessed. At the same time, this is the best case on appeal I've ever witnessed. Well, one of the best. But it's really bad what these, what these judges did to this guy. This one lunatic actually said that a motion that he had filed had been denied three previous times, and this judge was going to make it a fourth. Now, I don't know about y'all, but in my mind, what? A judge actually said that. He said on the record that a motion had been denied three times. Ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's impossible. The same paper can't be denied three times. Oh, as a matter of fact, the guy had only appeared two times before he got in front of this lunatic. And the two prior times? had nothing to do with the paper that this judge claimed had been denied three times. No, it hadn't. And then he went ahead and denied it a fourth time. Oh, and here's the best part. He denied it in absence of opposition from the people. The document was timely filed. The people chose not to reply to it. That's a slam dunk. The judge, the judge should not have denied the document. It was unopposed. It's an unopposed motion. It should not have been denied. So do you, where is that, is that headed toward appeal? Where, where is that going at the moment? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, the, uh, the guy's trying to figure out what he wants to do. Um, the good news is he dodged a bullet. Um, <clears throat> things were looking pretty, uh, pretty bleak, but he managed to dodge ha having to go to jail. So that's the good news. Um, unfortunately, you know, he's hooked up prob to probation and, you know, he's got to pay a fine, but at least he doesn't have to go to jail. That's a really good thing. Uh, because if you're in jail, you can't earn a living. Are so, right. Exactly. And um, so anyway, um, 
he's considering his options, but um, I'm not interested in, in assisting with the appeal. It's Unfortunately for me, um, the majority of people who contact me to see if I'd be interested in helping them out are usually pretty broke. And um, well, and that's an issue. That's an issue right there because you know I've heard uh, judges say, "Oh, you can appeal it." It's oh likely, yeah, yeah. Not that's not likely for like you say poor people. Oh no! Well, actually, we'll check this out. Um, if you do it yourself, when it comes to a criminal action, at least in California, uh, you don't have to pay to appeal. All right, but yeah, I'd be I the guy. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal. Well, in a but in a criminal action, because yeah, but but uh, but here's the thing. See, I'm I'm doing all the heavy lifting. This other guy is a rookie. So not only do do I have to educate him, you know, which is, you know, that that's a job in and of itself. I got I got to figure out uh, how to get how to get, uh, you know, the upper echelon of the members of the Black Robe Society to reverse what one of their brothers at a lower level did. Right, and that's that, yeah, that you're not in. They're all in that club, and you're not. Yeah, which is fine, but but it, but but for me, I can take care of my business regardless regardless of of how they want to rule, but uh, you know, but I can I I can take care of my own business, but the vast majority of people can't, and and they don't realize the amount of effort that goes into this stuff. I mean, uh, uh, for example, I I assisted a guy with a uh, driving on a suspended license case, and. Um, Get ready for this. Talk about a, a horror story. This guy didn't even get to examine the officer who stopped him. And he didn't even get to put on his case and was found guilty anyway. I got a better one. Keep There's going. A girl I, I believe was uh, L.A. area. Uh, and she went in. She got a ticket. And she went in and said... Oh, I want to plead not guilty and fight this ticket. And they told her, you can't do that. How long ago was this? I think it was within the last year or so, and I, unfortunately I can't remember right where I saw it, but the guy, I believe I saw it on YouTube, and the guy that put the put the video up put in the, in the comment section, anybody else with a similar case, send it to him because he was trying to, uh, you know, put these together and figure out a way to uh, do something with them. So, well, so somebody okay. was work, working on it, but, yeah, they told her, no, you can't plead not guilty. Just give us your money and shut up and go away. Well, okay. Um <laughs> That okay. Well, um, I hope they're I mean, dealing with it. With how bad this, you know, how bad it's getting. You know that that was to me a, a great example of that. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, there's there's only uh, so much training, I suppose you could say, I could do with somebody. 
And then once that training is, is concluded, they have to actually think on their feet. And this is one of the things a lot of people, unfortunately, they just, they just don't have the, the, the chops or the skill set to do it. But you have to be able to do it because you're going to be confronted with people who have never heard the con- – for example, I walk in, if, I, if I go to traffic court tomorrow, I'm going to be surrounded by people who don't know what I know and attorneys. Now, the judicial officer is accustomed to hearing what he hears from the non-attorney, which is a lot of bunk. You know, it's a lot of it, it, it's just a lot of made up crap because nobody nobody reads the rules. So they go in there and they say something that sounds cool or clever or 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 uh, astute or smart. But it's not. And then you got the attorneys who are saying all the attorney stuff and the, you know, the commissioner or the judge is sitting there going, yeah, OK, 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 great. They just want to clear their calendar. Then someone like me rolls in, and uh, I look like everybody. You know, I wear T-shirts and jeans and stuff. I mean, that's that's my thing. And um, they're gonna stuff's gonna come flying out of my face that doesn't hook up to the image that they see. They're, they're not accustomed to hearing what I what I'm gonna say. And I know they're going to make stuff up because they've never heard stuff like this before. For example, let's let, let's take a arraignment, or where you know where the charges are read and you enter a plea. You know that part. Okay. Here's a question you could ask, uh, Your Honor. Prior to entry of a plea, um, has the DA filed a complaint? No pro per has ever said that to that commissioner. I don't bet, but I'll bet you a dollar. Ain't no pro per ever gone into that courtroom and asked that commissioner that question. Now, what's the big deal? Well, everybody knows that you got to have a license to drive, but what everybody doesn't know is that the DA is the people's attorney. And when it comes to the cr- to a crime... The people's attorney has to file a complaint. If no complaint is filed, guess what? No case. We don't have a complaint. Yeah. Right? Yep. But people people don't know this. So, Your Honor, has the DA filed a complaint? Well, sir, did you get a notice to appear? As a matter of fact, I did. Well, what seems to be the problem? Well, uh, the problem is, Your Honor... uh, hasn't been signed by an attorney. And as you know or should know, it doesn't comport with the the rules for pleadings. What else you got, Your Honor? They are never going to expect expect what I'm going to bring. And as a result, they're going to make stuff up because that's what they're going to do. People don't like saying they don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I have a good size ego. It's about the size of Massachusetts, but it's not that out of control. Okay? I don't have a problem saying I don't know. A lot of people do. 
And those people will make stuff up. Why? Because they're embarrassed not to know. Well, that works for me. So I know that that, that somebody sitting in a black robe is going to say a bunch of crap that, that doesn't hook up to any of the rules, and I'm going to be able to exploit something. Here, here's, here's something else you could say. It's pretty ham-handed, pretty uh, unsophisticated, but this is something you could say. Excuse me, Your Honor, uh, prior to entry of a plea, I have a question. Yeah, like what? Who wrote what you just read? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, think about that for a minute. like it. Because you probably know that the commissioner can't prefer a charge, can he? He's not right. the, the, the the guy in a black robe is not is not charging you, correct? Right. They're just telling you what the charge is, right? Correct. And it can't be the court clerk. And it can't be the cop who pulled you over because that cop is only the witness. He's not the damaged party. He's he's a witness. Okay. So he can't file a criminal complaint. The judge can't file a criminal complaint. The clerk can't file a criminal complaint. The bailiff can't file one. Who wrote what that guy just read? Who charged me, Your Honor? Oh, the officer. Oh, really? He did. All right, great. So uh, let me see if I understand this. Uh, is he accusing me of a crime? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe you can help me understand, Your Honor. Uh, is the district attorney the people's attorney? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well who, who's going to be the attorney of record? The, the arresting officer or the DA? Yeah, I like that. If people knew, this would not be happening. It's impossible. I'm not the only somebody in this entire country who thinks and feels the way I do about being lied to and ripped off, okay? The primary difference between me and everybody else on this call is that I've read stuff you guys haven't read. Aside from that, I'm not that much different. I bleed the same color you do. How about this one? Uh, the cop at the side of the road, when uh, we're talking about an infraction or something other than a crime. Yeah. So he, he has he not, and can you not ask him, has he not made a determination at law, even though he's not an attorney? Why would you do that out there in the, out of curbside where there's no witnesses, you know, when he's got a stick and a gun that he can pull out and, and maybe take your car? Why would you do it there instead of a courtroom? Would you do that same, that same line in the courtroom? Yeah, yeah, it might be a better idea. You know why? Because as bad as he wants to pull his pistol, he won't do it. As bad as he wants to pull out that cattle prod and give you a jolt, he won't do it. As bad as he wants to pull out that stick and whack you across the face, he won't do it. You know why? Witnesses, light of day. Well, yeah. Now, if you're, I, if, if, you're, if you're sitting out there, you know, you're going down the road and you get pulled over, right? Everybody wants to know how to deal with that kind of stuff. Now, you've probably seen the YouTube videos where guys are going, am I being detained? 
And even if you haven't, go up there and check out some of the police, uh, you know, stop videos, either at DUI checkpoints or uh, border, you know, immigration checkpoints or wherever. You're going to hear people say that. I think it's absolutely retarded. And clearly, those people haven't read the codes. They might have read a case or two, but they ain't read the codes because detentions, there's no rules for detentions in the vehicle code. But guess what they're rules for? Arrests. Yeah, there's, there's some great videos. There's also there's also plenty of them now with the cop busting in the window and dragging people out. I know, I know. If you want to see how to do things wrong, just watch these videos, okay? Am I being detained? Well, you're not moving, so why don't you just give that up? You know what I mean? Just shut up and, and, and if you're going to say something, um, hi, I need to see some ID. Officer, am I under arrest? That's what I want to know. That's what I would want to know if I was going to ask him a question. Am I under arrest? Now, why would I ask a cop that question? Well, it's a, no, it's just a traffic stop. Oh, really? Great. Okay. Well, folks, I know what's in the vehicle code, and I know what the procedures that apply to, to cops are identified as. They're arrest procedures, not traffic stop procedures. They're not detention right. procedures. Oh, you're just splitting hairs, man. You're exactly right. And that and that's how I'm going to be successful, and most people aren't, because I split hairs. You want right. to throw words at you want to throw words at me. You better have you better have your program together. Oh well, you know. So we have a lot of folks out there who are getting their cars taken, they're getting their windows broken, they're being hauled off to jail for completely ridiculous things. When they when when you've got someone in a uniform, you've got a government employee handing you a silver platter filled with money. When an officer makes a warrantless arrest for non-criminal behavior, they're liable in damages to you. You can sue them. They will have to give you money for what they did. Why? Because they didn't have authority to do what they did. They stepped out of the cop role and acted like a criminal. Yeah, but they were wearing a uniform. Well, maybe they were, but they weren't acting like a cop. Well, what do you mean? He had the red lights on. I know, but what he evaluated was incorrect because he didn't observe a crime. He turned on his red light and stopped me for non-criminal behavior. He can't do that. I'm immune from arrest for non-criminal behavior. I'm going to say that again. Go ahead. Those lights are for emergencies, right? Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. That's bullshit. Okay? There are people making that emergency argument. I haven't ever seen anybody win it. Okay? The only thing I care about is, hey, pal, hey, cop, buddy, pal of mine, did you activate the red lights, yes or no? Yes, I did. That's all I care about. There's a reason for that. When you go to my... uh, my car, my points page, you'll see the link there. It's either car or points. You're going to see something about an officer's show of authority. That's what I care about. I don't care if it was an emergency or not. I could care less. The only thing I care about is, hey, cop, 
What did you determine based on what you observed? If that red light goes on, that's a show of authority. That's what I care about. If it's directed at me, that's what I care about. Hey, officer, when you activated those red lights, uh, was that a request or a, a command? Well, sir, you need to. Uh, I need to pull you over. Great, uh, officer. So let me. Um, so let me uh, let me ask you a question. Um, <clears throat> now, you did activate the red lights. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's correct, sir. Uh, yeah, okay, great, very good. Thank you. And was it your intent? Um, now, were those lights directed at me? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, they were directed at you. And, uh, okay, thank you very much. And was it your intent that I halt? Yes, sir. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. I wanted to pull over and, you know, there's a traffic violation and vehicle going. And says, okay, great. So it was your intention that uh, when you activated the red lights, they were directed at me and then I halt. Yeah, that's correct, sir. Thank you very much. Did I comply with your intent? Uh, well, yeah, yes, as a matter of fact, you did. All right, so I, I pulled over and came to stop. Is that correct? Yes, sir, that's correct. And is it a fact you issued a notice to appear citation? Yes, I, yeah, that's correct. And you cited um, vehicle code section, whatever the site, uh, you know, for an expired tab and having fuzzy dice hanging from the mirrors. Is that correct? Oh, yes, sir, that's correct. Yes, of course. There's an obstruction to your view and you, and you didn't have your tag. And was, okay, very good. Now, um, let me ask you a question. Uh, are those fine-only offenses? Yes, sir, they are. I, I just got that cop to admit half a crime, uh, you know, a crime. Yeah. I got him to admit an intent. I'm setting him up, I'm setting him up for a downfall, okay? And if I can do that, you can do that. This, this is not rocket science, okay? You'll be able to put this together by just looking at the rules. The only thing I care about is, hey, cop, did you follow the rules? So, a traffic... so the... Go ahead. Have any of the people you helped uh, turned around and sued and been successful? No. Everybody, everybody punks out. I, okay. I had a, um, okay, check this out. 2012, I got two guys, buddy up in Minnesota, guy here in Monterey, California. They both have speeding tickets. I can use the same exact argument in Minnesota as I can in California. It's beautiful. Two birds, one stone. So with minor exceptions, both the guys asked the cop the same questions I supplied them with. Okay? It's beautiful. All right. Now, in both cases, both judges, the one in Minnesota and the one in Monterey, on the record, declared that in Minnesota, the petty misdemeanor is not a crime. In, in Monterey, the judge said, speeding is not a crime. Infractions are not crimes. They're not an arrestable offense. In the Minnesota case, the cop admitted Petty misdemeanors are not a crime. They both lost after both judges said that, even after the cop in Minnesota said it. They both lost. Neither one of them appealed. The guy in Minnesota, unfortunately, was confronted with a $500 appeal fee. And uh, unfortunately, he and his wife uh, began a divorce proceeding. And so that uh, kind of you know, 
he, he didn't bother with a, appealing the traffic ticket. The guy in Monterey, he just punked out. Uh, the guy up, <clears throat> okay, so um, about a, a couple of years ago, I was working with a guy uh, up in the um, uh, in the East Bay, San Francisco Bay Area. He got two infraction tickets in two different counties. So in the first case, he goes to that 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 trial. He's actually got a judge, but it's for an infraction. Go figure. So one of the issues he wants to raise in his case is that the notice to appear, the piece of paper that is issued by the cop, is not a complaint. He, he, he liked that, and he thought that he could make a strong showing presentation, so he wanted to assert that particular issue. Well, <clears throat> during the trial, he asked the officer if he issued a notice to appear. The judge jumped in and said, we don't have a notice to appear. My guy was stumped. He's a stone rookie. He, doesn't, he, he didn't know what to do. <clears throat> but, but you're right, I got this piece of paper with notice to appear on it. The, the, the transcript is, is incredible. You won't believe what this lunatic judge was saying. Anyway, the guy was, guy was found guilty. The, the, the judge was, was um, claiming there was no notice to appear. Of course, of course that's what it is. That's what's, <laughs> yeah, that's, what's, that's what's printed on the paper. Now, check this out. A month later, a month and a half later, he's in, a, uh, he's in, a, he's, he's in his other case. A different county, different court uh, infraction, and he, and, he, and, and he feels confident about the um, notice to appear issue, so he wants to do that again. So, okay, great. Unbelievably, another judge is hearing the case. Unbelievably, when the guy asks uh, the officer about uh, the notice to appear, the judge jumps in and says, we don't have one. And so there's this back and forth between the defendant and this judge. And the judge is just threatening the guy. Here's what the judge eventually did. And I thought this was the worst case of judicial activism I had ever seen until this DUI case. This judge went ahead and excused the cop during the defendant's examination of the cop. The judge wouldn't let the defendant ask the cop any uh, um, uh, credibility questions. You can ask witness credibility questions all day long, and you shouldn't get any objection if if they're phrased correctly. You know, as long as you construct a question properly, you're not going to get an objection because witness credibility, it's open season. So this guy lost both, both his cases. And then um, he went ahead and uh, he, 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 uh, he blew me off, actually. And, um, and, and then in April, not April, but uh, in, like, in like December, <clears throat> he sends me a text message. I hadn't, I hadn't heard from this guy in like a year. I don't know what's been going on with him. I, I figured, well, you know, I mean, I can't make people work with me. If they don't want to work with me, I can't make them. So <clears throat> anyway, he sends me a text message asking me if, uh, asking me some stuff about the case. And I responded to him and I said, dude, that ship failed a year ago. You didn't get in touch with me. You never got back to me. Uh, you didn't, you didn't, you know, 
uh, I figured you decided to quit. Now you're coming back. Thanks a lot. I'll see you later. That I don't, I'm not doing this anymore. But the majority of people, their armchair, uh, um, you know, fair weather, I suppose you could say, uh, lawyers, you know, you can't do that doing this work. It's impossible. There's there's too many unknown variables, and uh, this stuff takes time to. Um, it just it takes time. It just takes an incredible amount of time, and um, I think that this guy I just helped. I helped. I I I think he's again. He's got an excellent case on appeal. And by the way, the guy that I helped out on the driving on a suspended license case. Talk about a thankless task. I put in, I probably put in 40 hours on his opening brief on appeal. And uh, after he got it from me, he took it over to uh, somebody with some letters after their name. I guess they went to college or something and uh, they were officially recognized or something. And um, probably about three months, two or three months after, uh, after I, you know, I hooked him up with the opening brief on appeal. Uh, I happened to get a copy of the one he filed, and it, it was just completely hacked. I, I was I was I was I was blown away at what this uh, JD did to it. Now, interestingly enough, <laughs> uh, the the, um, the structure of the pleading, the opening brief on appeal I did for this guy was like the one I did in my last case that I was successful on. Now, I hadn't used it subsequent to uh, my case, but th this this provided uh, an opportunity to, to use a similar format, so I did. And uh, by the time I got the copy prepared by this JD, it was, you know, it was all hacked up. And uh, the guts were pretty much uh, gone. Didn't even have the lines going down the left side of the paper with the numbers and stuff. Um, but I have no idea how how that uh, how that turned out. But usually, what happens is um, people just they don't they don't follow through. They just they they just don't follow through. It's well, really unfortunate. Yeah, it's hard, and and I mean that's kind of what they count on. That most people don't even go to the first time. You know, well, I don't have time to go to court and all that stuff yet. Plead guilty and pay the money. So that's yeah, that's an extension of that on as far as appeals and stuff. Yeah. Now, um, I'd like to offer this for your consideration, and for actually for everybody's consideration. Um, the difference between me and you folks is I don't have a life. <laughs> you got you you guys do. Now, you understand what that means. However, it's not entirely accurate. What I've chosen to do with my life is different than what you've chosen to do with your life. Now, um I'm imbalanced from the standpoint that I, all I do is read law stuff. That's it. I read stuff having to do with law. I watch stuff having to do with law. Uh, if I'm not thinking about music or guitars or something, that's usually what I'm, you know, thinking about. And you guys think about other things. 
So I'm top heavy in law and you're top heavy in your lifestyle, whatever you develop, but you're not balanced when it comes to law. So I've got, I, I've got this lifestyle that I'm familiar with that I can do that you guys could do if you kind of balanced out your what what you invest your time in that's really the difference between you guys and, and me i've in, i've invested my time in this stuff and and you haven't but but here's the good news uh you don't have to invest 25 or 30 years of your life to become aware of what i'm aware of that's the good news but you're still going to have to read and you're still going to have to think and you're still going to have to talk about this stuff if you want to if you want it to come out fluidly because that that that's that's what i think a lot of people like about public speakers is they like the fact that they can speak in a cogent way and it's fluid and it makes sense unlike george bush jr i mean that that monkey couldn't couldn't sling a sentence together to save his life you know but uh it just goes to show you you know you know where the american people are because they elected you know that uh that freak twice um but that doesn't make them smart. In any event, um, I'm not all that smart, but I am persistent. And um, again, the, the, the primary difference between my life and, and your life is that this is what I invest the majority of my time in, and it's not what you invest the majority of your time in. However, you guys probably have some, some people that you work with, or you could work with, people who might be interested. And I would encourage you to get together with um, sympathetic or empathetic uh, family and friends and, um, you know, develop your team. Everybody's going to have their, their strengths. Um, my strength happens to be traffic and contract stuff and criminal. Yours might be uh, whatever. You know, could be foreclosure, could be bankruptcy, could be small claims, negligence, uh, personal injury, whatever. But working together is really important. And having a, a group of people to study with is also really important. I've been doing this, I've been on my own now for, you know, nearly 30 years. Uh, my quote-unquote team, unfortunately, is uh, not within bicycle range. And that's kind of annoying. But in any event, we've, we've, uh, the good news is that we've got everything we need. That's the good news. We just need to learn how to use it. Need to learn how to talk about this stuff. Need to know where to look. Need to have an appreciation of what it is we're seeing when we read something in a court case or uh, a law review article or something like that. Uh, in any event, my throat's getting a little sore. Um, and uh, if there's any, any other questions or comments, let me go ahead and deal with them real real quick. Hey, Rich, I, I, 
I have a question for you and also for the gentleman, uh, I guess, Southeast uh, Colorado. I, I, I didn't catch her name, or I, I'm not sure if you gave your name, um, Southeast Colorado. I didn't, but uh, I'm called Michael. Uh, uh, Michael, I'm, I'm, I'm called Perry. Um, so, Rich, he, he asked uh, earlier, um, my, Michael asked earlier about what, what do you do when you get stopped? So I, yeah. I want to tell him. I want to tell him what I did when I got stopped, uh, but I also want to ask you how do you handle when you get stopped? And and I can I can start with either. You you let me know how you want to. You want to take a, a little rest, and I'll give him. A, uh, you know, well, I'll tell him what happened to well, me well, on the. Well, let, let let me do this and then do that. Um, first and foremost. I indirectly answered the question. I really didn't want to answer it because um, when you're sitting in your car and a cop walks up to your car, uh, what do you say? I, 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 I know what I would say, but there's a big but. What I would say depends on the cop. So I have to first read the cop to figure out if he's an asshole or if he's someone I might be able to work with. If, if, if the guy's an asshole and he, and he wants to pull out his taser and electrocute me, uh, there's certain things I'm not going to say. <laughs> but uh, I might say something like uh, I said before. Uh, you know, if, if the cop goes, I need to see some ID, or you know why I pulled you over, I, I, I don't give a rat's ass. All I want to know is, hey, am I under arrest? Well, usually they don't ask for an ID. They ask for a license, registration, and proof of insurance. Well, okay. Right, let me, okay. Now, as far as the license go, <clears throat> goes, in California, it's important to be aware that there's two sections in the, in the vehicle code that prohibit a cop from pulling someone over to find out if they have a license. Now, a number of years ago, when I first started uh, doing this work, I, 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 I was in four cases back-to-back over a four-year period of time. Every single one of them, I heard the same thing from the cop. I need to see some ID. That stumped me for years. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about that. I need to see some ID. Well, what is that? That's not exactly a question. He's notifying me of something. It took me a long time to figure it out. But once I did, I, it, it, it made sense. Oh, I know why they're not asking for a license. But um, even if they say they want a license or whatever, registration, proof of insurance, I don't care. Officer, am I under arrest? Uh, do you need to be? Officer, am I under arrest? There's the traffic stop, sir. Thank you. Am I free to leave? Well, no, sir. It's a traffic stop. I did my job. The cop admitted it's not an arrest. He's screwed because I have the vehicle code tells me it is okay number n- number two after i asked him if i was under arrest he said no or or, or, or i asked him uh, am i free to leave he said no so you are under arrest he's got he's got he's got to square it he, it's impossible it's impossible for him to do that now here's the beauty of this here's the beauty of this every single question Every single question that I could ask the cop out of curbside, I can ask him in a courtroom where he can't pull his weapon 
and use it on me. He can't leave until I'm done asking questions. So, do you re- record your uh, like if you would you record your? your I stuff? never, yeah, I never leave. I never leave my little den of iniquity without Miss Olympus, my digital secretary. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, if I'm if I'm pulled over, I'm going to read the officer. If the officer goes, I need to see some ID, registration, proof of insurance. I'm, you know, depending upon my mood or his mood or whatever, <clears throat> I, I may go. Um, am I under arrest? Well, no. This is what happened. Okay, this is what happened in the last stop. Hi, uh, hi, uh, Miss. Uh, hi. Reason I pulled you over is you had a uh, burnout taillight. Oh, okay, great. Thanks a lot. And I also noticed you didn't have any plates. <clears throat> Now, when he said that, the way he said it, I knew he wanted me to add. Well, I chose not to. I said, okay. And he kind of stood there kind of dumbfounded because he was expecting me to explain. I don't explain Jack. So he goes, well, uh, uh, I I need to – he goes – because you need to see uh, need to see your ID, registration, proof of insurance, stuff like that. So I pull, I pull, I pull out my wallet and I hand him my ID. <clears throat> and he which takes is a what? look which at it. Which is what? I'm sorry. Which is what? Your ID? Well, it's 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 a homemade uh, California state citizen ID. It kind of okay. looks like okay. <clears throat> you know it's got height, you know, weight, and all that other kind of stuff, and then it's got some other information on there. But it's not his, it's not the state's, it's mine. So I show it to him, he takes a look at it, and he he looks at me, he goes, "Uh, well, sir, this isn't a license. And I go, okay, that's my ID. And he looks at me again, and he goes, sir, do you have a driver's license? And I go, sir, that's my ID. And again, he goes, well, yeah, but it's not a license. And I go, sir, we both know what you can do if that's not who I say I am. In other words, pal, if you have reason to believe I'm perpetrating a fraud, you can arrest me, and we both know that. Well, uh, before I handed him the ID, you know, he, he, you know, I, I go, am I under arrest? He goes, no, it's a traffic stop. But he did that. He did that scrunched up face like he's talking to a little kid. No. You know, that kind of scrunched up face kind yeah, of thing yeah, that yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah. So, no. Is it, am I, and I asked him, I go, uh, am I under arrest? He goes, no, it's a traffic stop. Like, what's wrong with you, dope? <laughs> Don't you know? And so um, he goes, well, Okay, well, am I free to leave? He goes, no, it's a traffic stop. You know, again, with the scrunch-up face, like I'm an idiot. I I can't figure this out. Anyway, uh, the guy could have have taken my my truck, but he didn't. So I'm sitting there. Now, interestingly enough, I'm on my way over to tell a guy I work with that I quit. I can't stand the guy. He creates a hostile work environment. And I'm going over to tell this guy that I've been working with for five years that I quit. And I don't have an ed- exit strategy. I just want out of there because it's so bad. I can't stand it. 
So I'm not even thinking about what these two clown officers are doing. So after about 10 minutes, I'm sitting there going, what the hell? So I look in the mirror, and I see both of them standing at the back of my truck. And I know they're looking at this little placard I've got in the rear window. And they're standing there reading this little placard I've got in the rear window, which is actually a notice of sale. Okay, basically what I've, what I've done is, uh, in order to protect the loss of my property, I stuck a notice of sale on it. I'm, I'm familiar with those. I, I don't yeah. know if Mike is. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I put, it's, it's basically a for sale sign with terms and conditions. Basically, if you read it, what you're seeing is um, you agree to the following terms and conditions. Essentially, you touch it, you agree to buy it, and pay me the amount specified within of, uh, 24 hours in cash. If you don't, you agree to cover my, my cost for having to sue you. Well, um, I'm sitting there looking in the mirror, and these two cops are reading that thing, and then they walk up you know, to, to the door. The cop issues me the notice to appear, says he's uh, citing me for no license, uh, no registration, no plates, and a burned-out taillight. <clears throat> okay, great. So I sign it. He hands me my copy, and he goes, uh, uh, Mr. Iverson, um, I could take your truck, but I'm not going to. And so I looked at him, and I said, thank you. <laughs> so I waited for him to get in their cop cars, and they took off. And then I went over uh, to the place I was going to tell a guy I quit, and I quit. So uh, I did what I did, and I didn't have my car taken. But is that going to work in your case? I don't know. So it's hard to know. Yeah, there's not there's not a cookie cutter for for this stuff. No, 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 there's not. And this is where this is where it's up to us to know our stuff about um, our employees and and, and not and not, be, and not have fear and, and be able to stand in your square. Um, well, one more question I have for you: How how did you did you did you do any special endorsement or did you just sign it like you usually sign everything? No, I, did, I just did you I, put I like just, you. UCC one dash three oh eight all rights reserved. Uh, I don't I don't I don't, I don't use or, or any, any I, I, I don't I don't use the UCC. If I'm gonna modify the notice to appear, I'll put um I'll cross out promise and I'll put uh non assumpsit mm -hmm. and I'll put U U D U period U, D. Which is under duress. Under duress, okay. Yeah, so number one, okay, so if you, if, uh, and by the way, the term is non, N-O-N, a sump with a P as in Paul, A-S-S-U-M-P as in Paul, a sump sit. And what that means is I don't, I don't promise. So I, I, I put a line through the word promise, I put non, a sump sit, and then I put the initials U-D. This presumes I'm going to attack the paper. If I, a if I don't have it, so I, go ahead. I thought it's A S S A M S I T, isn't it? A sump. A S S U M P. A sump. Oh, U M P. A sump sit. Yeah. Non a sump sit. S I T. Yeah. 
and then the um, UD. But the, but but this is if I if I plan on challenging the paper. <clears throat> okay, so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna attack the paper as an insufficient, um, it, it it number one, it's not a complaint. That's the key. That's what you got to know. But you're going to be railroaded into believing it is if you're not careful because they don't want you to know what, what's in the vehicle code. They don't want you to know what I know. What I want you folks to know is a notice to appear citation citations, not a, not a criminal complaint. It's impossible. All you folks who bake, you know that if you bake using flour, uh, like a cake or a loaf of bread or cookies or anything, if you don't have any flour, you're not going to get what you think. You've got to use flour. And these guys are not using all the ingredients. But they're pretending as if they're getting this banquet, a full, full course meal coming out of the oven in the kitchen. It's absolutely retarded. These people are sick. Yeah, I mean the code. The code says that the officer shall deliver one copy of the notice to appear to the arrested person, and the arrested person, in order to secure release, must give him or her written promise to appear in court or before a person, yeah, authorized to receive a deposit of bail by signing two copies of the notice. Blah 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 blah. So I mean, now now now, now check this out. If I'm suing you, let's say let's let's say. Um, I hired you to fix my roof and, uh, you know, you show up on Friday and all the shingles are still out on the front lawn, you know, and there's no shingles up on the roof and you show up and you're going, okay, here's the, uh, here's the invoice. That's going to be uh, 3,500 bucks. You think I'm going to pay you? You know, you See, this is what they're doing. They're showing up going, pay me. We, we, we did our job. No, you didn't. All you've done is accuse. Just because somebody accuses, <laughs> sorry, that's only half the job. They got to prove their case. Anybody heard of the word evidence? Without evidence, how the hell are they supposed to be successful? Oh, because I said so, because I'm wearing a uniform. I've got a taser. I've got a pistol. I've got a stick. Look at my, look at my, I, they let me use a cop car. I must know what I'm doing. Well, maybe you do, but where's your evidence? They don't have any, man. These people are showing up bluffing. I'm telling you folks, we have everything we need. We're not utilizing it. So Perry, as far as your stop goes, why don't you, uh, what happened during your stop? What'd you do? Okay. So, um, on March, on, I mean, on December 2013, I got stopped wearing headphones, not the over-the-ear, just, you know, from my phone to be able to talk. Uh, I didn't have a Bluetooth radio. It was a beater. Um, so I was trying to, you know, not be on the phone, and I had my headset. Well, the guy stopped me, and I, and I also had fever, so I didn't argue with him. I gave him my driver's license. I gave him the proof of insurance. I gave him the the um registration he showed me a statute uh that's showing uh you know that i can't impede my hearing i said well obviously i heard you pulling me over so i was my hearing wasn't impaired um i didn't want to argue or anything i signed it i went home two days later i crossed off i said do not contract all that 
BS stuff that you see on YouTube and all that stuff. Crossed out my signature, said rescinding of signature, send it back to court. Didn't appear on the on the time that I was supposed to appear, and I got a failure to appear, and a hold on the license, and cut to November of 2014 when the red lights came on at some time when I was coming home from work, uh, about 10:30 uh, at night. I pulled over. The guy came over. He said, "Do you know why you do you know why I stopped you?" I said, "I have no idea." He goes. Um, your tags say uh, 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 January 2014, and now it's November 2014. You have expired tax. I'm like, there's no way. Somebody that took my, my sticker, or uh, there's got to be some mistake. And I reach over. He was like, license, proof of insurance, and registration. So I reach over to the glove compartment. I pull my registration. Sure enough, it said January 10th, 2013 to January 10th, 2014. So I handed him, I said, there's got to be some mistake. I'm sure I neglected to get the sticker. So there's, there's got to be some mistake. This registration always gets paid. Um, but notice I didn't use my registration. And I, I used keywords, I think, and that's, that's you know, you'll, you'll see what happened at the end of the story. So I hand him that over, and I hand him the proof of insurance. I said, here's the proof of insurance, and here's my ID. And I hand him over my, my work ID that has my, my number my my picture and my name and nothing else it doesn't have an address or anything like that so he looks at me he's like uh you don't have a driver's license and again i did some of that you know you know entity and all caps name and all that bs i know better now but i said the entity on the registration has a driver's license i personally don't have a driver's license because how come you don't have a driver's license i said because i'm not required to uh, have a driver's license as I'm not in commerce and I wouldn't require to have a driver's license just uh, just like I wouldn't be required to have a driver's license if I was riding a bicycle or riding a donkey. I, I want to interrupt. I, 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 I want to interrupt right here. This okay. is a tr okay. This is this is a really important story you're telling because it, okay. it contains an, 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 uh, a great example of a mistake, of propaganda, of conditioning. Why don't you have a driver's license? The proper response should have been, that's none of your damn business. Well, I'm not going to argue with a cop on the side of the street at 1030 at night. No, that's but, number one. But, but, so. I'm just, I'm just saying to get to be, be aware of a pattern of behavior. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm simply pointing out a pattern of behavior. People will go, well, uh, how come you don't, how come you don't this or how come you don't that? Here's a question for you. Do you owe them an explanation? Um, I don't know them shit, but I was just being cordial and I just told them, you know, I'm uh, not again, one of those people that, you know, need, require a driver's license because I'm not in commerce and your code is for commercial commercial uh, activity and I don't I'm not engaging in that activity so don't ask me for a driver's license you want to know who I am here's an ID you know what I mean what you what, with, what you... with a polite way to, to say it you know what I mean what do what you, you say? say he said he said uh, he goes oh and then he goes uh, what's your address so again you know as me being a transient being and another you know more you know Freeman stuff. 
I said, I'm temporarily staying at, and I gave my address. So I, 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 I didn't put myself in a federal zone is what I was thinking of. I'm not a resident, so you don't have jurisdiction over me, in other words, in my head, right? He goes, yeah. uh, okay, I'll be right back. So he takes off. Meanwhile, I'm freaking out. I don't have my cell phone with me. I forgot it at home. Um, and I'm like, he's going to go back to the, to the cop car. He's going to pull my, 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 he's got my, my address. He's got my name, registration, this and that. He'll pull. He'll see that I have failure to appear, a hold of my license. And he's going to come take me in and take my car. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I also looked, I had some other stuff that I had done prior in the past. I have a, a document called a separation and declaration of status where I, I state in there, I declare that I, I'm a, I'm a, like a, a man and the only law that I abide by is the, the Bible and uh, the organic law of the land. And, uh, and it's signed by the Secretary of State, it's apostilled, I, I got a bunch of stamps and you know, government stuff. So he comes, he comes over on the passenger side and he flashes his light. So I, I, I rolled down my window. He goes, uh, um, when were you born? Uh, I said, well, my mom told me I was born, you know, March 8th, 1971. Um, he's like, oh, okay. Um, and then, oh, and I said, I, I found a, another form of ID, if you like. He goes, oh, you found a government-issued ID? I said, no, I have my asseveration declaration of status, and it's up steal by the Secretary of State. I hand it to him. He takes a look at the front page. He flips the page over. He reads a little bit. He goes, I'm going to put this right here, and he sets it down on the passenger side, and he proceeds to go back to his, to his cop car. I said, oh, excuse me, um, can, I have some, some, can I have three forms of ID also? He's like, uh, what? I'm like, can I get three forms of ID? I need to make sure that you're not impersonating a, a peace officer. He's like, like what? My badge number? I said, your badge number, your driver's license, your business card. He's like, my badge number, such and such, and da da da. And I said, oh, and by the way, can you also please uh, um, let me know what capacity you're operating under today? Are you a peace officer or a police officer? He goes, I'm a, I'm a peace officer. I go, oh, so you're not, you're not working for the corporate state of California. He goes, uh, I work for the highway patrol for the state of California. I go, so you are a corporate officer for the corporate state of California. He goes, uh, uh, yeah. I said, okay, I just wanted to know who I'm dealing with today. Uh, and he goes, I'll be right back. So he takes off. He goes back to the truck, to his cop car. He comes back. He uh, has my stuff. He says, uh, um, Mr. Pericles, because my my full name is Pericles. Uh, Pericles, I said, please don't call me Mr. Mr. He's like, he like, I saw him get stunned. And he's like, "Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I always uh, dress out of politeness. I dress people with Mr. or Mrs. People that I pull over. I go, I understand that. But Mr. is a title of nobility. I don't have titles. He goes, "Uh, okay, Pericles. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go this time. But and before he finished the but, I told him I will take care of the registration uh, first thing tomorrow morning. I said, as a matter of fact, when I get in front of a computer, I'll, I'll go on and take care of it right away. He goes, okay. Do you know how to get back on the freeway safely? I said, yeah. Like it's back there, right? He's like, yeah. 
Uh, I said, I'll just go through the gas station and come up, you know, on the side street and then go. He goes, okay, when I turn off my lights, it'll be safe for you to go. I said, whoa, you want me to just U-turn right here? Major two-way street. He's like, no, no, just like you said. I said, okay. He goes, okay, have a good night. I said, you too, thank you. And I, and I left, and that was it. Now, this ticket went to the ticket for the headphones, which I got in 2013, went to a collection agency, which I did an administrative process with a collection agency, asked them to verify, validate the, date, the, the debt, send me a bill of particulars, all that stuff. They didn't do any of that. Two, uh, two years later, I called them up. I'm like, what's going on? This thing is still on the court. I can't do anything about it. Uh, I don't understand why it's, it's still there. You guys didn't verify the debt, so there is no debt. The lady was like, well, sir, are you, you know, I can't help you with anything. I mean, are you contesting the, the ticket? I'm like, yeah, I am. There's, there's no ticket. There's no debt. She's like, well, the only thing I can do is just give you a court case, you know, um, schedule a court case for you. To appear in, for, uh, in a court. I said, do you want to do that? I said, sure. So now I have to go. Since my, my, my court case was like 2014, and now I'm appearing in 2016, two years late, later, for that same headphone ticket. And that was my, my story. So my question to you, Mike, is when you get stopped, do you show them a driver's license? To me, I don't. Okay, just because you said that you didn't have success in court, so I'm just trying to figure it out, you know, trying to, like, were you under a contract to where you, they can say, well, you, you showed a driver's license, so, you know, you, yes, you were under the contract. Which I know that no. you can argue with that. You can just say, you know, I was showing it for, for ID purposes only. No, I haven't had one for... I've since like '95 or something myself. Have, have you have you canceled the contract with with the Department of Motor Vehicle? Uh, I, I tried my best. They they I sent uh, I sent certified. I believe it was certified. You know this thing is expired. Uh, expired means this. Blah blah. They didn't respond. Um, I don't think I did. Calls and all that on them. But, uh, hey, uh, um, let, let me interrupt here. Can someone stop eating the cereal or doing the dishes or whatever they're doing? It's really yeah, annoying. That's not me. Not me. Sorry. Uh, well, expired expired is uh, different than canceled because in California you can have an expired license, but your contract is already it is also. It's it's active. There's a form you have to fill out in order for you to cancel that account and get out of it. So you don't like. So you have you have to go back and you have to give them the driver's license and you have to fill out a form. Um, and I I thought I had the form here so I can tell you which form it is, or at least for for California. I believe it's similar here. A friend and I went in and spoke at length with one of one of their guys and mm-hmm. he told us he said my father's dead and he's still in the system as if it were uh-huh. a uh, you cannot you cannot leave this contract is kind of the way he 
he didn't he didn't put it in those words, but that's basically what he was saying. He says, once you ever applied, basically, that we will never let you go. Well, okay. that's that's uh, bogus. Have you seen the? Have you have you read Richard's uh, website under the car title where it says on the bottom? I think I might have it open so I can. Where it talks about contracts and uh, well, okay, here where it says it's under the section five twenty dot org forward slash uh, test. Dot HTML that that section where on the bottom it says uh, and if you go all the way to the bottom it says it can easily demonstrate that fraud exists at the time of the contracting parties first met and if there's fraud the contract is not valid is null and void and so there's one through ten which I'm thinking of using those points and sending that along with my cancellation um, here's uh, um, to, to the DMV. Hey, hey guys, I, I actually have to wrap this call, um, but I want to I want to I want to do it like this. I want to leave you guys with uh, something constructive you can do, <clears throat> and you can do it whether you're in the middle of case or not. Um, as a matter of fact, I would encourage everybody to do it while they're not in the middle of a uh, of a case. You know, while while the while the heat's off. Um, what we're talking about here is abandoning. Or getting rid of a privilege, <clears throat> something that belongs to the state. Now, um, what you might do is write to uh, your assembly member, your legislator for the area you live in, and especially for, um, what is it, Mike? Uh, you yeah. might want to um, ask if the uh, uh, contract with the DMV um is voidable okay okay that's all you want to know uh, is is the uh, when someone applies for the driving privilege <clears throat> is that contract voidable okay that's really I like it. that's really all you know it's a it's a yes or no question but you're more than likely going to get an expanded answer because that's what politicians like to do Right. But that's but that's basically what you want to know, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and so can you? And, and your other question would be: Can I uh, can I give up the privilege? Can I abandon the privilege? Can I return? Oh, by the way, uh, the stuff attached to your car, the plates, the sticker which is attached to the plate, all the stuff the DMV issued to you, you didn't buy. It's their stuff. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, well, if you uh, – so this is the way I got out of it. And, again, i gotta, I got to wrap this up. But um, quickly, um, I know I, I – we're talking about fraud. That's what we're talking about. I discovered fraud in my contract with the DMV. I sent notification to the DMV director I had discovered an element of fraud in a contract. Here's all your stuff back. You can't, once you discover fraud in your agreement with somebody, you cannot keep the stuff. Otherwise, you become a party to the fraud. Party. So you have to return everything to the DMV. 
and you have to revoke your power of attorney inadvertently granted. A lot of people don't know that they inadvertently grant limited power of attorney to the DMV to act on their behalf. They don't, they don't know this. So you have to revoke your power of attorney. And then you give the uh, DMV director a certain amount of time to respond to, you, to your paperwork. Hey, director, you got 30 days to get back to me with any objection. If not, we're done. So 30 days, 30 days came and went in my case. I didn't get a response, so I sent, it, I sent a notice of default. And I notified the director that if I don't hear from you in, in 30 days, if you don't get back to me with any objection or why I can't do this, we're done. Well, another 30 days came and went. Uh, I sat on my hands for another 15 days in case uh, there was something in the mail and, you know, um, whatever. And uh, 15 days came and went, so I sent the default uh, to the director of the DMV saying, uh, have, have a nice life. We're done. So uh, the, I, I use contract law. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind that if you rescind the contract based on fraud, you cannot keep any of the stuff. You got to give it back. Now, what hap what's going to happen is if you do this, is you're not going to be running around with no plates. Well, that's an open invitation to the cop to pull you over, right? Well, if you know what you're going to get pulled over for, it ain't no big dang deal. Because it's always going to be for the same thing. It's always going to be for no license plates. Well, guess what? That's not a crime. It's a fine-only offense. So guess what a cop's going to do? He's going to make a warrantless arrest for non-criminal behavior. And will, and will have forfeited his qualified immunity in the process, handing you a paycheck if you work it the right way. Exactly. And if you keep going and going after the, the paycheck all the time, eventually when the cop stops you, he's going to say, you know what? We don't want to bother him because it costs, it costs us too much. So they're going to go, right? That, that's right. You're going to be red flagged uh, because they're having to shell out 10, 15 grand, you know, every time they pull your ass over. That's what a, Okay. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I, gotta, I have to terminate the call, folks, but um, we, we can pick up on this stuff next week if you'd like. Let me thank everybody for... Uh, weekly, weekly calls? On, is this the day that you're having it every week from now on? Well, it, it just depends. I mean, if uh, people show up, yeah. If they don't, then no. But um, I've been playing it by ear, and uh, this is the first... Uh, well, actually, the first one last week was the first one of the year, but... Um, yeah, anyway, I'll send out notice uh, the day that I do it. All right. If you, if you give us a heads up, I, I might be able to, like, invite more people that I know would be interested. Okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. And um, if, if, if uh, you folks are interested in educational materials, you can head over to section 520. Well, well you, whoever is... Um, uh, cleaning out their closet, would you please stop? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. Hey, one All thing, right, just before you go, um, you said you were playing music. 
Uh, are you doing any of that for substance or or compensation or anything, or are you just doing it for fun? Well, I, I would have done it for compensation, but uh, I grew up in a working-class family, and playing guitar is not working, so it didn't work out that way. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I hope you're having some fun anyway. Oh, hell yeah. The cats like it. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> And you know, then uh, one last, uh, are you on Southern California area? That was my impression. Southern California? Well, I'm, I'm actually from all over. I was born in California, you know. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I lived in, in uh, grew up in the Bay Area. I moved to Southern California. Then I moved back to the Bay Area. So, uh Yeah. Anyway, I'm just continuing to do this work, but uh, uh, thank you for stopping by, and uh, thank you for your input. I really appreciate it, and keep up the good work, and please tell your friends, um, you know, copy down those uh, those links to, to, you know, to my web pages. Make sure those folks get it, man, because I want them to be empowered, not be afraid, okay? Hey, for, some, for some reason, I didn't see those on, on the chat. I, I, you mentioned earlier that you posted them on the chat. I haven't, but... Um, I didn't see them on the on the actual chat of the of really? the talk show. Yeah. So I don't know. So if... Mike, Mike, can you I, can I, you see what's? Yeah, there's it's not on the chat, and I can't get on the chat. Um, it's uh, I told people that. Okay. 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 I'll I'll t- uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what uh, what t- what a couple of them are real quick. Section five two zero dot org forward right. slash car, C-A-R, dot H-T-M-L. Okay, Let me so see if I can help five, you out, uh, um, section, Richard. Section, what, what's that? Uh, I'm going to see if I can help you out and put them from the email, the, the ones you have on the bottom of the email, right? Well, well, well I can do it. Well, well, just a second. I'll, uh, I don't know. If it, maybe it's, if it's your end or something. I don't know. I'll just... Try to put it myself and then there see. Are. Okay, there, there, there they came out. Yeah, okay. Okay, well the one didn't let me get the let me get the last one here. Okay, so anyway, section five twenty dot org forward slash car dot html. Then just change the word car to points P O I N T S. And then uh, after you get done with, I do. after you get after you get done with that, uh, you can go to MyTube instead of YouTube. It's MyTube. You can watch uh, some free slideshows about all this stuff. And then uh, change the word MyTube to Park P A R K. And you'll see some cool and groovy stuff about. Oh, by the way, folks. If parking, if no parking and no stopping meant the same thing, why two signs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, unloading, my, uh, unloading passengers and things. And yeah. I, yeah. So, so if you guys are, uh, if you're uh, interested in helping me out, um, I'd appreciate it. I have educational materials available uh, at my items page, I T E M S. 
section520.org forward slash items.html. And uh, okay, I'm going to go because I'm tired of listening to uh, the um, whomever uh, rearranged the furniture. So thank you, everybody. And I All hope right, everybody has a uh, pleasant rest of the evening. Good night.